welcome back, everybody, to the Chipman Brothers Tangent Podcast. Yet another podcast where I talk to people, except it's the original one, where I talk to my brother, Bob. How you doing, Bob? I'm okay, Chris. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, wanted to start the show like I do with all of my shows now by thanking my $15 or more a month patrons. That's Mason Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, Hugh K. Campbell Jr., Alex Peregrine, and Kevin C.V., and my newest patrons, Russ Burlingame and Kevin C.V. Um, and as always, uh, I have an ad read going on. This show is brought to you by the Geeks with Shields podcast, some of my very best friends on the internet. Um, each week, hosts Axel and Ulrich provide a nerdy escape from the darkest timeline, taking everything from comics to long-forgotten movies and TV shows. If the darkest timeline has you down, check out the Geeks with Shields podcast for all your nerdy needs. So, uh, Bob, it's currently the 22nd, or it was the 21st of October 2019. And on Monday Night Football tonight, the newest and final, I guess they're calling it, Star Wars trailer for the final Skywalker Saga Star Wars film is dropped. And um, what would you think of that trailer, Bob? It looks like a Star Wars movie. It looks good. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. I, uh, I really, of- lo- uh, I really yeah. love the upbeat um kind of like big bombastic version of the main star wars theme there as the uh as it ramps up there at the end yeah so uh, initial thoughts i mean i know it's a jj abrams movie and i know that uh you know the fans would uh or the fans or people who didn't like the last one which we've talked about to even blue in the face and um but you know are probably wondering what this is going to fix and all of that other stuff but uh you know I don't know. I've seen some really cool stuff. I- I'm wondering what's going on with C-3PO there. Yeah, that that's interesting. It, it's he, he's 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 like opened up. I think in the previous trailer, you got like the red eyes. Uh, it looks like he's piloting uh, the ships. I'm wondering if maybe um, that might be like an uplink, like we saw in uh, Solo for when they took the. Um, what's it Lando's robot girlfriend there and stuck her into the uh, ship and she became the millennium Falcon. Oh, maybe, maybe that's kind of what I was thinking from that. That would be, that would be be something. Yeah. Yeah. The question is why I I don't know if they maybe need to uplink him into a death, into a star destroyer or something. I have no idea. Star destroyer, the death star. I mean, I mean like I'm sure people are already freeze framing on that one shot that had like all of the ships. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that as uh, which I mean, people have already framed it and said, okay, so like the ghost from Star Wars Rebels is there. Uh, I'm sure that like there's several like ex- expanded universe ships in there and such. So, you know, we can see all of those again. That's cool. It looked like they were riding horses on uh, on on one of the ships. That was kind of uh, you know nifty. Yeah, uh, it's it either will be nifty and awesome, or it'll be like the sequel to Three Hundred. I guess yeah, we'll you know, see. Yeah, look, yeah, the sequel three hundred was fun. Sure. I, what the sequel three hundred was fun? I thought you you didn't you didn't you didn't have fun with the sequel to three hundred. I mean, I had fun with it, but kind of in the way that you know I watch bad Nicolas Cage movies. Dude, wait, hold on, hold on. We're we're talking about the sequel to three hundred with Ava Green, right? Oh yeah, no, she was great. Um, okay, then, 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 then sequel to three hundred with Ava Green and the sex fight. Yeah, let, yeah. What are we talking about here? That was awesome. <laughs> sure, that was, that was fucking awesome. You had the flashback with Xerxes' origin. 
and then you had everything with her. I don't even remember. Were there other parts to that movie? No, there weren't. That that's 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 what I'm saying. It, it yeah, had right. that part. Yeah, exactly. It had that part. Yeah, right. Okay. You know, she was in a lot of that movie, dude. All right, don't don't. Dude, I go over Ava Green movies with a fine-toothed comb, all right? I watched that shit like it was the Zapruder film. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> now, what would a Zapruder film of a sequel to a Zack Snyder movie look like? I mean... I don't know. <laughs> slow motion and really brown. Yeah, back and slow no, no, motion no. and really brown. No, no, 300 was bronze, 302 was blue. Oh, that's a, right. And it did have the cause boats. Because it was Athens. That's true. I mean, sure. Yeah, no, there was the, this was Athens, and then, and then Sparta was there at the end, because this, this one takes place before, during, and after 300. I mean, sure. Sure. Ava Green was very good in, in yes, the she sequel was. to 300. Yes, she was. The ad campaign for the sequel to 300 was also very good, as were yes. the posters. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, so, back to Star Wars. Yeah, right, um, right. I loved seeing the Star Destroyer rise up from the ocean. Was that, yeah. or was it, that was kind of cool. Is that a Star Destroyer, or is it the Death Star? I think that's the Death Star. Well, I mean, the Death Star has crashed into the ocean, but they showed a triangular cheese slice ship um, come up from either the ground or the ocean at one point. Right, right when um right when uh maybe Palpatine maybe not or whatever it is it it's, is. It's, Palp- it's Palpatine is but is it Palpatine alive or Palpatine is a Force ghost? They're they're intentionally like not showing his face in the trailers. No, no, but we we see the cloak. We see the cloak. At the, I've seen uh, a lot of cloaks, Bob. Well, no, no, no. But like his 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 like cloak type thing is doing its thing there. I don't. I don't think he's a ghost. I, I, I don't think he's a ghost. Cause we, we haven't seen a Sith Force ghost, right? I mean, no, because we've seen Anakin's ghost, but that was after he right. um, gained retribution. Right. Like, they, sh- they showed what people thought was a Sith Force ghost on one of the animated shows, but it turned out to be like a hologram. So we've never seen, like, what a Sith Force ghost looks like, if there is such a thing. I mean, I just wonder if these cloaked things we're seeing our Ray, where we see the <clears throat> evil Ray from the last version of this trailer, which is amazingly non-existent in this one. Right, but like, no, this was the one that's at the end of this trailer when it, when she's like looking up at it and it looks like it's on the there's like that shot of like the this this what I assume would be like the Sith throne or something. But, which is pretty uh, kick-ass. Yeah, that's pretty kick-ass. I, I'm sure that that's uh, I forget what the what the current version of like the ancient Sith thing is supposed to look like, but I think that's it. And if so, that's a specific thing. But uh, you know, yeah, it, it looks uh, you know it looks cool. I mean, that's definitely Palpatine's voice. Uh, you know, fuck if I know what this like turnaround's going to be. I mean, we hear uh, you know Mark Hamill's voice in the in the in in there. So you know, for for everyone who you know didn't you know figure out that we were going to see more luke skywalker you know there you go so there will be more of that well of course and you know it's cool because you know i and we we talked about this a lot a lot on the show i absolutely love the last jedi but i also but i also absolutely love the force awakens and they're they're two very different feeling very different looking films but to me they're both unabashedly star wars films and i really like how this one doesn't really do much to 
everybody's like, you know, these, these are all directors working hard and lots of people working hard to make really good movies, right. Is, is what we have to assume. That's not my non-cynical takeaway. And I love how the vibrant, big, lots of stuff going on, but also lots of practical creatures and stuff. Things that I loved about the ad campaign for the force awakens are back on full force here. Yeah, and I, a, I liked yeah. seeing that um, because that, that was, you know, a- Abram seems to get that the last Jedi was a deconstruction. It was something different and I love yeah. it, yeah. but I love if, if you're going to go out, go out with a bang and it looks mm-hmm. like they're combining all of the things I love. And I love the nice shot of Rose Tico looking out and, basically telling you to go fuck yourself. I'm still here. (laughs) And uh, I think it looks like a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I think it looks good. I want to, I want to know what's going on. I want to know because obviously it looks like they're going to give us some sort of like, you know, there, there's something else going on, going on with Ray. So we'll, we'll get on that. And I hope, I hope that they, I hope that it's not like a retcon thing. I, I don't think they will. There's this whole thing about people, seem to think that like oh yeah no abrams had a plan for you know where it was going and they threw it out in the next one to be a dick about it and i was like no that's clearly not i don't know before before the last jedi came out long before before it was even being filmed and everyone was so angry about it i remember there being a whole bunch of stuff from abrams like tweeting out and being like nice about the handing off of i have seen johnson's script and it's amazing you're all in good hands yeah so it's like I I don't think that these, I mean, like the person you should have been worried about, about what Star Wars film they were going to be making was the guy that made Jurassic World and he was removed from the project. (laughs) So you shouldn't be worried about how these two guys are going to handle this freaking franchise, in my opinion, because, you know. You can lose the multi-billion dollars pretty easily if you make a few clunkers, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, you know what I mean? So I think they know that they at least have to be good. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, although I still think solo is awesome and that was just completely mishandled. So that's just me. I, I had, I had fun with solo. I think solo's fine. You know, I think that there's, it there's has a, problems, yeah. but yeah, but yeah, you know, I, there's, there's so there's just so much, just it's, it's not even fun to, like watch the 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 fandom around this stuff right now with the the Star Wars stuff right now because everyone's just trying to score points and you know it's it's just this big dumb thing and yeah I I, I hope the movie's good I really I really do but like the the whole like kind of fan community thing around it just got so ugly and. It's a damn shame because it, it used to be, you know, the difference between Star Wars and the Marvel movies is that Star Wars, you know, is so ingrained, but it's so ingrained by there not being a metric shit ton of content out there. Like there's a ton of extra content, but as far as movies go, we only had a few, <laughs> you know, up, up for a while. And um, yeah, OK, so we're getting a new one every two years or, you know, for the last few but it's not like we're getting three a year, you know, and it it used to be a very open arms. I love how open arms the Marvel, you know, fandom is, even though there are the people that do the same crap in there. But it just seemed one movie. Why does one movie get people so fucking angry? 
Well, it re- I think that it really was the fact that it went in a direction that a lot of people weren't expecting. I think people were pissed off anyway, you know, as soon as they did, okay, we're going to have, you know, new leads and they're all going to be, you know, there's going to be a girl and a black guy and there's going to be this Latin guy and, you know, we're, we're going to move away from the, you know, like previous version of all of this stuff and... I think that there was there was that level of resentment already baked into it, and then I think that kind of like abated a bit in with the Force Awakens because that was so other than that tipped in the direction of you know nostalgia and fan service and whatnot, and then the Last Jedi came out and that was actively subverting the uh, you know the expectations of Star Wars stuff and kind of like freed up the the guys are able to go oh this this is no longer stroking my ego so i can you know vent all of the other stuff that's bothering me and it, it just was like a, t- a torrent of that and you know you it, it's what's that line from the from the simpsons when they're talking about comic book guy at one point and it's you're know, like you know he's he's a hard he's a hard critic uh, mom you know his favorite thing is star wars and he hates Star Wars. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Um so yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. Um I bought a ticket for for opening day. I can't wait. Very cool. Um so I guess in between before I get to my new thing, similarly, so you, you haven't seen Jay and Silent Bob reboot yet, right? No, I've not. But um, you heard that we're going to have a Clerks 3 and a Mallrats 2, apparently. Apparently, yeah. So that's cool. And um, yeah. I-, I remember, I think it was on this show that you called what Smith would do for Clerks 3 um, if he ever came back to it. And so you were proven right, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I, I had said that the, on- the only thing that for Clerks 3, that if they were going to do it, that, that if they did Clerks 3, the logical endpoint would be, well, if they do Clerks 3, Clerks 3 has to be they make the first clerks. And I love that. That gave me chills when I heard him say that. Um, both because yeah. it proved you right and also because I think that's perfect. You know, you know? That's, a, that's, that's a good idea. That's a good full circle thing. And I, I love Clerks 2 a lot. It was it was actually interesting. Um, uh, Smith and Muse at the first um, roadshow event both listed their favorite movies, you know, of that they've made together down the line. And it's interesting how different the two of theirs takes were. And, you know, Smith has, of course, he's got his new one on the top because it's very personal to him. I haven't seen it yet, but clerks two comes in number two and clerks two just hits me so hard. <laughs> I love that movie so much. And yeah. at least a lot of the themes, you know, he, yeah. he just, he, he really, that freaking go-kart scene, man. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, but like Jay's are like, you know, mall rats, <laughs> you know, it's like number one on his list. Cause he's just a goofball. And I, I like that. Um, so, uh, a main thing that I wanted to get together with you on this show to talk about, and we didn't get to do it on our last recording. And I hope it's still fresh for a lot of people is something that I think we can universally agree, um, fans absolutely loved at least for the most part was the dark crystal age of resistance show on netflix so uh but before we get into what we thought about this new show um i wanted to talk 
quickly about our history with the Dark Crystal. So Dark Crystal for me, and let's see if you feel the same way, was, you know, it was about as much of a part of my childhood as any of the other Muppet stuff was. Um, Star Trek, Star Wars, The Last Starfighter, E.T., all of these things were just, I, I can't remember a world in which these things didn't exist because some of them existed before I was born and some of them were just so common and on all the time in our household that um, to me it was just part of growing up. Like everybody forever has always grown up enjoying these movies. They can't just be for me. And um, The Dark Crystal was just such a weird one. It, it's so unique even in that mix of fantasy movies we had when we were younger, isn't it? it it's just so yeah. different. Mm-hmm. And so, so do, you, do you have a similar like experience or thought that I do there? Or, or do you remember like seeing it the first time? Yeah, I, I don't remember when the first time I saw it was. But uh, I remember like, just, just watching it all the time because it's just, you know, you can... It, it's uh, a pretty simple plot and whatnot, but you can just kind of just, just like sink into it because it's, especially if you're a little kid, you know, it's, it's just the whole world is puppets and creatures and it's got a real groove to it. And it's just, you know, the monsters are scary and it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's just awesome. You know, you just watch it, you just go, it's like, man, I just want to hang out here with these Skeksis and these, these monsters. And it's, it's just so, you know, it's just such an experience and there was nothing else like it. Nothing else that, you know, just seemed so completely alien and weird. And, and you wonder, it's like, wow, you know, this is why, why aren't there like 40 more of these? And then, you know, you get a little older and then you find out it's like, Oh wow. Yeah. This, this was kind of a dud in theaters and uh, the, the, and uh, you know, like Henson really like through, this was like Henson's Fantasia, you know, the, the one that like he, through his all in you say it's like no this we we are going to be more than the the muppet show people we're going to do this thing it's we're going to make it all based around the art of this one you know very niche fantasy artist brian froud we're gonna do a whole other world with all of these fantasy illusions we're going to have you know every every you know the the main character is going to be puppets everyone's going to be puppets and people in monster suits and we're going to have, uh, I mean, every frame of this movie has, you know, like there's little rat things crawling around and plants that get up and walk around in the background. And all of it had to be puppeteered. And like none of it looks normal or not alienating in any way. And I guess when they originally shot it, the idea was that it was all going every everything was going to speak weird alien languages and they were gonna like subtitle it. So he was so he was gonna passion of the Christ it, huh? Yeah, it was gonna be that bizarre. And uh the 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 story that I heard told later about it is that basically the they showed this to the because you know they just took this money and went off to like Tunisia and Ireland and wherever and shot the movie, you know, because there's no you know people in it. And then brought it back and showed like the rough cut of it to the investors, and that during the whole thing is that the 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 the, the room full of like people who'd paid to make this movie were just like in stunned silence, just like how much how much money did we get him to do this? <laughs> like just, just what the hell? Like they they just hated it. They didn't get it. They're looking at each other like, what the fuck even is this? 
like they they like like Henson and the the other like producers look at each other like we we've got to get out of here because when this when these credits roll they're going to stand up and and kill us they're going to kill us <laughs> like and and like and so you know after this they they then for the one after this they said okay all right when when we do another one of these we will get like actors into it so they did labyrinth which had david bowie and uh jennifer connelly which ironically in theaters actually did worse than the dark crystal but then made it back on video and it's interesting because you know people that are fans of these say you're either more a dark crystal or more a labyrinth guy and i remember labyrinth wasn't one that we had in rotation when we were really young labyrinth we saw when we were a bit older i think we saw it on like vacation with some family friends or something when we you know were probably probably three or four years after it came out whereas the dark crystal was just always there well i saw labyrinth on tape uh i remember when i was uh, i had like scarlet fever i think Oh, okay. Time I saw it, but uh, you may have seen it after. But I think uh, yeah. I think mom and dad were afraid because the the child abduction sequences are quite terrifying in that movie. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, also, well, also, yeah. Dad, dad always had a real problem with anything like that in movies. Yes, he did. Any, any anything with like little kids getting like kidnapped or menaced by like creatures or people in general, like that, and like chitty chitty bang bang and whatnot. Like that was the kind of thing. Like, like there were certain things that just always bugged him in movies, and that was one of them. Well, or just kids, kids being hurt or dying in general. I remember how badly yeah, "What Dreams yeah. May Come" fucked him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> he did not he did not care for that kind of thing in movies. But uh, yeah, so so Labyrinth was there. But like the the thing of it is, and I think when it comes, and like this is going to sound like you know quasi sexist, so I apologize in advance. I think that the main reason, like the when people say you're either a, a dark crystal person or a labyrinth person is that, like, Labyrinth's fan base was, like, you know, basically young women. Really. You know, like, like, like Labyrinth's, like, you, you meet a cross-section of people who were really into the Dark Crystal, but, like, people who were really, really into Labyrinth were, like, young women who, you know, it kind of took them a while to understand why they were so into Labyrinth. Yep, yep. Yeah. Labyrinth is a really horny movie that kind of has to negotiate very carefully why it's horny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a and, and it's funny cuz I I love them both. It just Labyrinth it, they're even though people box them in together because it's, you know, a Jim Henson fantasy movie, they're extraordinarily different. They are. You know, Labyrinth is more of like a like an eighties fantasy horror, strange thing. Yeah. And, and the, the dark crystal is, you know, just fever dream Lord of the Rings by way of, you know, alien civilization. It's just so goddamn layered and weird. And for people that say that it's boring and doesn't have anything going on. I, like I went back and watched it recently and it, I mean, maybe it's just my love for it from when I was a kid, but it's, it, there's a ton going on. I think it's just an experience yeah. more than it's, you know, a narrative, I guess. I, I don't know. Well, I, I do think, and this is, you know, this was like Henson's, you know, I know that when he, when he did decide, okay, we're going to do humans for some part in the next one that they did, that they never quite got the Gelflings to work as well as they wanted them to, you know, to, right. in terms of like showing some emotions, which is sort of a problem if they're your main characters is that they can't really like emote. Right. So there, there is that. 
But uh, so like, because, you know, ask, ask people what they remember about the Dark Crystal and what they remember is, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, the, 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 the you know, the good guys are kind of fun and I like the big bugs, but the Skeksis, everyone remembers the Skeksis. And what's funny is the Skeksis in the original one have the least character building. They're just such a presence. Yeah. And they're so well designed and that to jump, you know, up, up to nowadays is what's so unbelievable about this, this new show. Yeah, is that it? It's a prequel that falls into almost none of the prequel problems. Like everything it tells me is just more. Instead yeah. of it like retconning or changing anything, it's just more. Mm. It reminded me of like the best Legend of Zelda show or movie that we're probably never going to get because it yeah. it um, reminded yeah. me of like Ocarina of Times like lead up scenes. You know, or or any of them, where they're we're talking about all the different civilizations and the cultures. I mean, I don't know if this was the same way for you, Bob, but you know, in, in the world that we're in now, there's so much geeky content out there, and there was so little when we were younger. That yeah, in watching the first episode of Age of Resistance, my immediate reaction, well, at first was, oh my god, this looks just like the Dark Crystal. But then my second reaction was, I feel the exact same way I did when. Bob and I saw Fellowship of the Ring in the theaters for the first time. Like you get yeah, through it yeah. and you go, "Holy shit, they fucking did this!" Yeah, this like, this holy is holy yeah. shit. Yeah, like I was on board immediately. I was I was just like, "Oh, this is gonna work. This is gonna work. This this is this is they they like they made this work, and it was just so cool, you know. And you know, like all of the 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 different types of uh, you know gelblings and and whatnot, but it was. All, all I really needed to see was, was as soon as we cut to the Skeksis, and I was like, okay, are these things good? Because, like, as a kid, you know, like, as a look at I like, remember so that these things were, like, just the most fascinatingly scary and awful things, you know, in the in the first week. And in the first week, the Skeksis are, like, they're, they're kind of terrifying, but they're also, like, sort of pathetic and funny because... Right. You know they're 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 grotesque and they stumble around and they kind of suck at what they do and and they they they're they're stupid. You know, but in this they, one, we get to see kind of the hierarchy that they had created still in its it's in its death throes at this point, but it's still yeah. there. So we get to see them at with power, and it's terrifying. Yeah, and 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 also that they're they're just such bastards, and then. All of them, every single one of them. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's just nothing redeeming about any of these things, and they're just so, and they're, they all have. I mean, you know, like I, I had forgotten, you know, because in the first one, you know, we, we only ever know their titles. Right. So in this one, you know, we, we get their, their names and their Skek-tech. titles. And Skeptech yeah, yeah. is my favorite one. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're so great, and. uh you know, all of the lore stuff, but it's like, I mean, the, I love all of the characters. I just like, I can't say enough good about this show. Every single bit of it works. All of the, the design stuff is good. The background and stuff is good. The, the, the addition, it, it's, it reminds me of like when I first started watching the Robert Rodriguez 10 minute film schools and the ways he would say, you know, Hey, you know, with a lower budget, if you got some digital effects, Use them to do flourish. Don't use them to do entire shots because people will believe it if there's something real in the shot. And yeah. 
the fact that there's always a puppet on screen or if there's mm-hmm. a digital like creature it'll it'll come down from like climbing down and then in the next angle it's like going back to Jurassic Park all of a sudden the thing that the puppets are interacting with is also a puppet and i loved like the subtleties of like the tongues on the skexies yeah, yeah made them so much creepier and it's such a subtle little thing you know yeah um, it was unbelievable. They're, the look is just so perfect. The, the look is great. I like all of the characters. Like, like literally all of the characters are good. Like, there's not a, like, there wasn't a single time that, like, it was cutting away to, like, a character. I was like, oh, God, don't go back to this storyline. And then there's Hup. Oh, Hup rules. Wonderful, like, wonderful Hup. <laughs> I like, I, I, I love, I love Hup. You know, I, I love Hup. I love, uh, you know, like, they're, like, every single bit of this was good. There, there's there's not there's not a single problem that I have with this other than I have to wait for them to make more of it now. Right. But, and that and yeah. like, you know, then I went back and like was figuring out the voice cast because I knew a couple of them. Yeah. But I mean, even the, the best voice actors in the world are like Mark Hamill is here and I didn't realize it was him. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Andy Samberg. I I like a lot of what Andy Samberg does, but find him distracting. I did not know that was him. Yeah, as um, what the outcast one, the um, yeah. whatever its name was, the the heretic, as yeah. it were, and he's like the the exposition character for the whole show. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, is he good? That's a great reveal. That's a great reveal too, because like it should be obvious that's where it's going, and in and it gets there. I was like, oh man, I should have called that, and no, that that there it is. Okay. And it's they, they so don't. good. And the, they, the thing is, is we see what happens. Like, I hope we get more <clears throat> of this because we need more prequel to get us to where the Dark Crystal started. But they give us some hints of that in the movie, The Dark Crystal, of like, all of a sudden, you know, they, they ran out of Gelflings, right? So they have to start <laughs> eating up everything else for their essence. And that's where the podlings and stuff start getting taken. And, and the creation of the, um, what are the names of the big bugs? Oh, the Garthen. Yeah, the creation of the Garthen is like that in any other like prequel thing where they try to come up with, okay, how are we going to get from point A to point B always seems so silly. And here I was like, that's fucking incredible. Like he takes two creatures and does some weird biological mixing and creates a new thing. And it's like such a good reveal. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great, it's a great reveal thing there. And it was like, like when, when they said this might get, when they said this series was going to be, you know, this this might be in in tradition from the previous one, you know, a, a little too grim for oh, it's like, so fucking grim for 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 your know, I was like, I got to that point, I was like, Jesus, are you guys ki- are you guys kidding? How many more of these things are you gonna kill? You know, they you went know? they went full Game of Thrones in some of this. Like this thing got fucking insane. Yeah, this is this is not because I mean I. Like, I mean, and I get it because, you know, I mean, you have to continually reinforce that, you know, like the, this, the Skeksis are just like the nastiest things imaginable, but like they, they really are. And I like the design stuff is, is so cool. I like, I like how everything is just a little bit ugly. If that makes any kind of yes. sense, like even the things that are supposed to be like, you know, cute or what, like, like the Gelflings are supposed to like be sort of human like, and some of them are supposed to be pretty or whatnot, but they're. You know, it it everything looks just a little bit alien and weird, and it makes it just a plausible enough that it's taken about like 
however many thousands of years for someone to notice that you know they've been taking orders from like the walking embody like like walking caricatures for you know rapacious capitalism and right exactly and that maybe that's not it's like you know i'm getting you know guys i don't know about you but i'm getting the sense that the eight foot tall zombie vultures dressed like decaying victorian royals might not have our best interests at hand I I also love something that I didn't realize, but it's been there the whole time, was how much, you know, again, lots of fantasy steals from these same backstories and principles and stuff, but how much of this show is like showing, hey, we can do that Avatar shit a little bit better than them. Like yeah. the whole the whole thing with like the world getting sick and like all this yeah. other stuff. And I'm like, they're just nailing this in 10 episodes, in 10 yeah, episodes. It- the other thing, I don't know if you've watched the behind-the-scenes stuff, but oh, yeah. when a director signs on to do something like this, directors for shows like this are usually stunt casting, right? Yes. Because you usually get a name attached to get people on board. With this, you know, having the Henson name and, you know, the was it the son of the original artist? Or is it just the original artist? I can't remember. No, it's, it's still Brian Froud. Yeah, Brian Froud. Back involved was enough. So... They they hired, you know, a journeyman director who I've liked almost everything this guy's done. But if you were going to tell me that Louis Leterrier, the director of The Transporter and The Hulk, or The Incredible Hulk, sorry, was going to be the guy that would jump in and, like, just be the perfect director to helm Jim Henson's Dark Crystal, I would have yeah. never thought that would happen in a million years. Not only that, he directed every single episode. Yeah, and this, I watched the career high for him. And I watched the making of, and he like showed up in like the interviews and stuff, and seeing him work, it's like, oh no, th- this guy is not like a. Oh, we just hired him because you know he'll run the set. It's like no, he's in there with the puppets, and he's talking about how he grew up with this and would have always wanted to work on a project like this. And I'm like, really? <laughs> okay, and he nailed yeah. it. Yeah, this is. Uh, I I hope that this is, you know, like. Um, like Neil Marshall kind of got like a big uh, kind of like boost off of going back and doing some Game of Thrones episodes. I hope that this is like a, uh, I, I mean, I hope he does the next season, obviously, but you know, I, I hope that this gives him a shot in the arm career wise that people look at him and say, you know, you should be doing bigger, bigger projects or features. If you can do all of the dark crystal, because this is a huge shoot. There's, there's so much stuff in it. You know, I just, I, I can't, I can't say enough good about it. You know, it's just, oh, it's just so, it's just so good. The the the, the scope I, is unbelievable. You, you know how I said, like, it's like the best Legend of Zelda TV show. Yeah. No, fuck it. I'm gonna say it is the best of that. But yeah. hell, I'd say this is the best Final Fantasy show we're ever gonna get. It it could it could very it just well be. Has that it has that it has that lived in thought out just built upon world feeling that we just we don't have this in movies anymore yeah if they if they do if they ever did as like as i said this you know there but like these are the people like the the, like the the henson team and the people that did this especially like they should they should give them the zelda thing like maybe be awesome maybe not do it with like all puppets but like you know like this is the team that you do like they they would nail that like this is as close to that as as you're going to get. Yeah, dude, it 
And again, yeah. it's you know, it's like the best fantasy stuff from our childhood. It's nasty, but not yeah. too nasty. It's mm-hmm. it's violent, but not too violent. Um, it's it's just everything will hit hard, but it doesn't have to be. Um, it doesn't. It never really. It it didn't. It didn't go and betray anything that the original movie set in stone. It just it built on it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I yeah, thought no, it was I, was, wo- I thought it was wonderful. I, I, I've I, watched I've watched through it twice. I liked it so much. Yeah, no, it was it was it was fantastic. Have the kids seen it, or is it too dark? Too dark. Too dark. But that'll be a definite. That'll be a definite. Yeah. Um, I think they'll love it. Mm. Oh, so good. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I can't I can't wait to, to see more of it. It was just I, it's 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 fantastic. It was. Like I, I just I kept having to stop myself going like I can't like I I never even like bothered to consider that I would see more dark crystal stuff because it would have just sounded so absurd to see more of it. Now I'm like, I can't believe I've got like a ten episode series out of the dark crystal and also it's like one of the best things I've seen this year. Right. And it's it's and, and people love it. That's the other oh, yeah. great thing. People love it. And it's not just the fans. Like people like latched onto this damn thing. Yeah, yeah. This 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 real this is something that, that like the time came for this. Which is great. Um yeah. it would be great to see Henson alive. I mean, anytime something new Henson involved comes out, I just remember the day that we were at Grammy and Gumpus house, our grandparents, yeah. in Mum's red and white Mustang, mm-hmm. and the radio played that that Jim yeah. Henson had passed. And I remember, like, that's, like, the first memory I have of something devastating like that. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, as a kid, right, that's, like, that guy was, was everything. I mean, he, he that was the peak, right? He was everywhere for us. Yeah. Well, you know? he, he, was the, he was the connecting point. He was the Muppets. And he, he was, you know, like, the, the, the fact that there was, like, a, like, a, 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 a point that like unified Sesame Street, the Muppets, and Star Wars. Right. You know, it was like uh like a like wow, really? This this is and uh I mean shit, you know, like that that yeah, that really sucked. That was that that was one of those things. Because he he wasn't that old. No, he wasn't that old, and that's why, you know, every time I see one mm. of these things, that's the memory that kicks back in my head. But instead of it being like a depressing thing, it's like you know what? He would have loved this. Yeah. And I and I love that I can keep saying that about the stuff they're making out of his properties, like or at least for the most part. Like that that Jason Siegel Muppet movie that they made. I remember watching that and going, I bet Henson would have loved this. Yeah. Like it was just so much fun. You yeah. know? Oh, and they yeah, they announced another project today, or at least one that they think is actually gonna go through. They I guess the uh, the Disney Plus Muppets thing um is well, the one they were planning on isn't going to happen, but uh, there's going to be another another feature. Is um, the the they're going to expand uh, Emmett Otter into a feature film? No shit. Yeah. So so that's getting done. Have you told Steve Brennan? Uh, not as of yet. No. Holy crap! He's gonna he's gonna freaking he's gonna pass out. Wake up. Pa- the <laughs> Emmett Otter is so good, but I've never met a person that liked Emmett Otter as much as Steve. Like yeah. he's just obsessed with it. That yeah. thing is a piece of technical genius. It is. That thing was insane. Yeah. Um. So wow. Yeah. Dark Crystal, man. Yeah. So 
So another thing we, we, we primarily do on this show of the, the Nazi party gag where you've seen some stuff that I haven't, but um, I may have seen a couple things that you haven't. So maybe I would uh, um, do a little tease and then on a future episode, we could go in more depth after you see them. But have you got a chance to catch and I haven't watched any of the subsequent episodes, but have you got any chance to catch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Not as of yet, no. So you were saying that you you are friendly or know a person that worked on this? Yeah, I, I know. I, I'm uh, I I know uh, through colloquially uh, colloquially. I I know um, colleague wise, uh, uh, one of the uh, the produce the main producers on it, and uh, they're they're very excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I don't want to blow it for you because I want you to watch it. But my my initial reaction is they have something very 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 good on their hands here it it's got the look and feel and the sound the sound is so damn important of um that original show but they've they've kind of done that the goosebumps movie kind of thing with it where it it's a show and it has sub stories within it but they've worked them into the main narrative and not in like an anthology type of thing but like their actual stories affecting the main characters so okay They've kind of done, you know, the the like late 80s, early 90s high school drama type show with kid moves to a new town and is gone to the new school and she's having nightmares that become the first story she tells to get initiated into the Midnight Society, which is this group of like like short filmmaking horror movie obsessed kids that catch an eye of these drawings she's making and initiate her into the club and the first story she tells comes true okay and um one of the kids in the town goes missing and that's how they end the first episode and it's incredibly well done it 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 freaking made me shake to my core just seeing the are you afraid of the dark font you know and all that (laughs) um it was wonderful nice looking forward to it yeah I, i think it's great and then the other thing which is something that i think both you and I were interested in seeing, but each had kind of our own thoughts on how it might not work, especially from the trailers, not really doing much as I've watched the pilot episode of Watchmen. Okay. Yeah. You know, people tell me this is really good and it's like, it was, it aired last night. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen it yet, but how was it? Um, so, I mean, you and I both love Watchmen. Um, and, both saw you know the film Watchmen um opening night you know at midnight and both loved it I mean that's like the torch that you carry on the internet that the world attempts to take down all the time like many other things and I just think it's an absolutely great fucking movie and I I think it's good too yeah and so my fear in seeing the trailers for this at least the stuff the trailers were pitching was that it wasn't going to get the point like, if you're going to make more Watchmen, you kind of have to get what's going on at the heart of that story um, and what it's trying to do. You know, the whole social commentary needs to be coming from the right direction. Um, so it's it's a ballsy move to make mm-hmm. more of something, right? Yeah. To make something that exists in a world that someone else built, especially when one of those two people is an absolute fucking nut bar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But also, I've never really fully loved anything Damon Lindelof has ever made. I, I imagine he's a nice guy, um, but he's kind of the part of the J.J. Abrams contingent that bothers me. You okay. know, um, it just you know he's 
I went back through, you know, the stuff he's written and everything, and it's just kind of like, all right, is he really the right guy to tackle Watchmen? And I'm only one episode in, so I won't mm-hmm. say it's, you know, the resounding success of Louis Leterrier being like, okay, a visionary that just was looking for the right project. But Lindelof seems to get Watchmen. Okay. Um, this this first episode is is fucking great, as far as I'm concerned. Um it's not without problems. It you know, it it it's riding a fine line between mystery boxing it enough so new viewers uh so viewers who have seen the original Watchmen are still confused, but still get enough, you know, okay, we're gonna give you enough Easter eggs and stuff to make sure that you're on board. But there's shit in here that I could imagine a first time viewer just being like, what, I'm checking out what the hell is going on here. <laughs> and and I think that's really cool. It's it's meaning that they're not taking the easy way out. It reminds me a lot of what they did with Westworld. That kind of okay. like that first episode just has a lot a lot of winks and nods to people that already know what's going on, but also enough uh, stuff for new viewers that's going to keep them interested. Um, I, I really like it. The look of the show is great. The actors are great. Um, the the um, stuff going down in Tulsa that they just in 1921, I believe that they decide to make like their opening set piece for like what you know the, the historical thing that they're gonna hang their hat on is like, so, like the thing the, we want to parallel. Race, what was the that? Tulsa, the Tulsa race riots then. He, yes, yes. Oh, I'm trying oh, to wow, be okay. I'm trying to be vague because I don't want to blow it all for you. But that's kind of oh, like yeah. their that that's their opening credit sequence from the Watchmen movie we saw a bit of like, okay, that that's what's going to set off the theme we're going for with the show. Okay, and right. it sets up some characters and things like that. But man, if even if the rest of it was just crap, which it's not, and you just wanted to see Regina King be fucking badass and kick the shit out of people, you get that too. She is unfucking believable in this. Good. Oh yeah, dude. I, I can't wait for you to see it so we can talk about it more, but I was pleasantly surprised. I'll give it a look. I'll give I'll definitely give it a look. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. Thanks. So that's Watchmen. For once I saw something you haven't yet. Woohoo. <laughs> oh, also, I am um, I'll be writing a review for it for Two Cents Cinema. Um uh Brendan Foley and the guys over at Synapse do like a movie book club kind of thing. Uh-huh. But you I had never seen The Lair of the White Worm. Have you, you ever seen you ha- this film? I got it on Blu-ray. Yeah, what you 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 hadn't seen? Yeah, it that right. One? So it's one of those ones that as soon as they posted the picture of it, I'm like, I walked by that cover box at Video Craze every single time we went in there, and you know, young little twelve year old me was like, okay, incredibly seductive, attractive woman who also might be a snake on this cover. What is this thing? And. <laughs> It was one of those things is like, I need to, whatever that movie is, I need to see it. And I watched it and I'm going to write a full review, but you speak about things that are like incredibly horny. Wow. <laughs> that Isn't movie that is, gr- that movie is all the horny. <laughs> how, how great is that movie? That movie's fucking bug nuts, man. Oh man. How, how great is Hugh Grant with the big sword? Hugh Grant is incredible in that movie. That movie's like a slapstick version of Mandy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hugh Grant, I, like he's he is so cool now now that he's like he's semi retired from acting and he's like a really angry political activist. He was unbelievable in this movie. Everyone, fuck this, Peter Capaldi for Christ's sakes. Yeah, young <laughs> running around with bagpipes. 
Young Peter Capaldi and Hugh Grant versus Snake Vampires. The movie's fucking insane. Also, I loved how goddamn funny it was. Yeah. That that, yeah. that scene where she um where she kidnaps a little Boy Scout kid yeah. and, it's, and, and bites him and then leaves him sitting there in the bath and then the doorbell rings. Well, shit. Well, <laughs> I, you're going to get out of this one easy and just kicks him under the water to, to drown him. And I'm like, this is fucking bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, no, I love Lair of the White Worm. It's fucking weird as shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. I'm gl- I could have sworn you'd already seen that. So right, could awesome. have I. That that that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I have to have seen this. And then I got like about halfway through, and I'm like, I have definitely not seen this because I would have remembered a movie with a st- strange strap-on snake penis. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would have remembered that. <laughs> yeah, that really goes for it. That movie's fucking bonkers, dude. <laughs> it is. It is nuts. And it's it's very much unexplained Lucio Fulci esque dream sequences. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, Ken, that's Ken Russell for you. Ken Russell's out of his mind. Yes, he is. Oh no, I, I I really dug that one. I wonder if there's anything else recently that I saw that I wanted to tell you about. Have you ever checked out Found Footage 3D? Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, Scott, uh, Scott 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 Wampler's thing. Yeah. Yeah. Weinberg. Weinberg, sorry, I get the two of them confused, and I've I think I've met them both. As strange as that is, <laughs> yes, Weinberg. Um, yeah. yeah, that movie was a blast. Excellent. Uh, you've seen that one? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I very much enjoyed that. I also checked out um, Adam Green's Digging Up the Marrow. Mm, yeah. I I that was a lot more of like a slow burn thing than I expected it to be. Um, mm. I was expecting more of like an incident at Loch Ness kind of like full-on, like, farcy, humorous kind of thing. And this kind of went more for just the, you know, we're going to make this straight up, what if our director was in a found footage movie? movie? But but I enjoyed it. I just like Adam Green. Yeah, you know, he's good. He, he seems like he'd be a blast to hang out with. So that's why it's like, I, I'll, watch, I'll watch him on camera. This is fine. And the creature <laughs> designs in that were incredible. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I almost feel like, I almost feel like the found footage concept cheated it. Because mm. I, I just wanted to see more of those creatures. Makes sense. But maybe that's the the mistake. I also just watched Phantasm, which I had never seen. How Wait, have I uh, never seen Phantasm? One? Yeah. Hmm. How have I never seen Phantasm? I, I don't know. How, how is... have you not ever seen Phantasm? I, dude, I don't know. I know all about it. Yeah. I don't know. That's That's... That's really all I got, Bob. You you got any closing <laughs> thoughts? It's it's been it's late. Yeah, it is. It is late. I'm sorry. I'm I'm uh, I've got uh, some work ahead of me, so I'm just pacing myself out. No, no worries, dude. I I will let you go. But um, is anything new you want to tell the world? Uh, not not as of right now. Right now, I've got uh, you know, watch uh, watch October for the rest of the month, and uh, check out uh, continue to listen to the podcasts, and have a happy Halloween. Excellent. Yes. Happy Halloween, everybody. And be sure to, if you're a patron of mine, to check out Hopped Ones. We've got more episodes coming. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, stay tuned because Bob and I may have other cool things happening. We just don't know what they are yet. Yeah. All right. Thank you all for coming along on the tangent. Um, we'll see you later. Okay.